1: Second hour live from Tanner's down here, 30 to Yankee Hill uh, specials all day. Of course, you've got the signed jersey that we're going to give away, of course, before, right at 6 o'clock. That'll be a Jay Foreman thing. Jay Foreman will handle that. Uh, hey, I got to do what I got to do. He'll you make know? that decision. What, well, 530, I need to head back to the station.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that is, is, is Nick Nick or Jake stepping in? Yeah, you're going to have to battle. You know what? Know what? Yeah, bring Jake up in here yeah. so I can give him his little, yeah. little, 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 uh, Excitement! Give him his flowers. He needs his moment. He needs his moment. He deserves his moment. Fan, you know, Dolphins fan. They can't. They have, they they have shown the ability to have the inability to handle success. So we're going to give him his little 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 do.
1: Unless they're my, a Dolphins fan in my age, they they have never had anything to celebrate. But you got
2: to give Jake. So that's you got <laughs> to Hold on. You got to give Jake credit. He went down to Miami, and somehow he got Dan Marino to give him the double. You know. Gun salute, right? And Jake was taking a picture. I mean, you got to give Jake credit, man. He's a he's a diehard Dolphin fan. You know, I, I have a friend of mine, and in, in, in every sports team that he likes is the most popular. He likes the Yankees, he likes the Patriots, the Cowboys, and all the best teams. Jake mm-hmm. is you never you never come across people that like the, the like the Dolphins that
1: like what they like. Yeah. He simply you like a, likes. you the closest what he likes.
2: thing to like a Marlins fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, legitimately, he he may be the only person in the state in Nebraska.
2: And he likes the Miami Heat, though, right?
1: Well, you know, he deserves that. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, deserves it He deserves a little win. He deserves that. Deserve he deserves that. Four oh, little two, janky over here. 402-464-5685. Start at Techline, Honda Lincoln Hotline. If you want to guys you want to add to the conversation, hit us with a what's up. We appreciate you. We see you. Uh, the Starter at Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live so you can see what's going on. Uh, as we do this thing, Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado.
2: The Mercado by C- or by certified Piedmontese at 84th and Havelock. Um, they have their special ingredients, a butcher shop, any cuts of meat you want, sirloins, New York strips, et cetera. Great appetizer menu, entree menu, and, of course, dessert, you know, if you want your little sweet tooth uh, taken care of. And then mm-hmm. also they have uh, in their butcher shop where you can take stuff home. Even more, even better, we're gonna be there tomorrow with on the block with Stricken Bach mm-hmm. at certified at, at the Mercado mm-hmm. Um Tomorrow. What so we we're gonna be are we, we are gonna be in the building.
1: Are we are we giving away the Rosier or the Rogers tomorrow?
2: The Rogers is tomorrow. That's the that's, Rogers that's Johnny Johnny is Rogers is, is sophisticated just like
1: that. So if people look tomorrow, same deal. And again the, the Grant Wistrom is here. I can tell you, you'd have a pretty good chance. This is the beauty of yeah. four to six. Four
2: to six, you got a four here. to six, you, to you a got champion. a shot
1: to get the jersey. Right. Not always on 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 post game because it's it's busy and there's tons of people, but on a on a Wednesday, four to six, you got a shot. So there's a couple of things in play. Um, I want to go back because there's some texts. Uh, we need to shout out some folks who have done their thing. Uh, Montre Stearns is down in Lufkin, Texas. Says go Big Red. Steele says a shout out from Seward, Nebraska. Uh, Nick Kahneman says uh, go big red from San Angelo, Texas. And of course the crypto king hanging out. says so shouts to go big red as well from the text line. You guys have been busy. We didn't, de- we didn't miss any of this stuff. Um, <laughs> so J- Texas says, Jay, we, we want to thank you for not going to the, U. greatly appreciate
2: it. Huh? We, I, we, think, I think, I thank myself too. Cause I don't think I would've graduated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you would
1: I don't think you would've, uh, John and Cortland had a couple of things. He says, what up DP? Uh, let's just figure all of this out too old to understand had to earn every minute every down every every race nothing given uh don't show up don't roll out sit your tail down am i too hard are these kids that we've talked about
2: yeah i don't think so i think like as long as you you know you come from a good place you're you're good i think that uh you know the 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 kids today, you had. It's a different way of coaching them, hard, but it definitely works. It works everywhere else. It seems, you know, but here, I think if you set have a structure, foundation of discipline, accountability, then they'll. I always say this: that athletes are adaptable. They're going to adapt to a very structured hard-nosed type of environment, mm-hmm. then they will adapt to a very laissez-faire type of uh, environment. That was one of the things that, you know, was a downfall of Mike Riley. It was like, come as you feel like it the practice. And if you can practice however you want, X, Y, and Z, and, you know, so forth and so on. So I think athletes will adapt to it. Now, do you do the Junction Boys or Woody Hayes? No, that's not probably needed right now. But if you have expectations that are set in, for, set in place, and carried out amongst everybody, then you're, and then you're, you know, then you're, you're, you're fine. I think that what people don't understand is mediocre players don't like high uh, accountability type of players mm-hmm. and high accountability type of players, high, let's call them high action type of players don't like mediocre players. So it, in, until you have a team infested with high-action character players, then you're going to be stuck like right in the middle because it's a constant fight over where you're pulling. And not every single player on the best teams are high-action players, but the high majority of them. And I'm talking about well over 90%, regardless of what role they're in. Um, even if you're a redshirt freshman and you're on the scout team, well every day you're you're putting yourself into whatever role you're playing, you know, so say like when I was a red shirt, you know we, we were playing the hurricanes, I had to be Ray Lewis, and somebody had to be worn you know Jason wills had to be Warren Sapp, so forth and so on because it was that was what we took as a badge of honor and what we needed to do to get better, so everybody has a role, but you have to you have to have the the high action type of guys, and I think everybody has it in them I do really you know 'cause i'cause I think you know guys that are 18 years old, they might have the dog in them and have it every once in a while but it, once you get to like your sophomore, junior, senior year it's how you live. So I think it's the environment that you're in and, uh, and and you surround them with and I think these, these kids will adapt pretty well and as long as it's clear precise and backed up by your actions, I don't think the kids are having any any, any uh, problem with it.
1: Let's go back to the text. Pekampi says, uh, what, no remote entries? I'm stuck working today. Look, you have another hour to get down here and register for the jersey. That's how this works. We can do that. Um, we'll double up on Beatrice Baker tomorrow, but we took care of Coach Hoyberg last night. Um, folks talking about the, the Foreman jersey. AJ, if you're, look, if you're looking for a new fan, my size is 2XL. Now, you can go on the website and get the Foreman jersey. You should be able to do that. Brian says this after a bye week, we should be very interested to see how, how we look. Uh, he's happy about the sellout streak. Jay, as a as a as a card carrying Husker Hall of Famer, sure. Where does the sellout streak register for you? One I being think, the low, ten being the high.
2: Uh, I mean, it's it's high. I think it's something that uh, you know Nebraska people and the fans definitely mm-hmm. should be proud about. Yeah. Um, is it's definitely a badge of honor for the university. It's definitely a recruiting tool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about you know we need better recruits and this is a hey look you know you can go to so and so college and play in front of 40 but you're going to come here you know and play in front of 90 and then when you start winning it's going to feel like you're playing in front of 190 mm-hmm. and and that 90,000 people is going to support you in every in everything that you do for the rest of your life so i think it's important now is it something that you know we need to be known for only no because i think that part of the reason why the sellout streak is where where it's at, it was set forth in place by the the guys that were playing before, like, you know, this time, by the actions that we did and how we went about our business as far as developing and being good football players. And so I think what Nebraska gets back to being a tough team um, that plays tough, mentally tough, physically tough, um, you know, things will change, you know, real quickly on the field. And and the fan support is going to be there. And I think the best thing that they're going to do um, as far as coming out of the bye week, I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a little bit better team. And they just got to match the challenge of Indiana. Indiana's going to come in here and compete, and we're here to compete. And we've got to we got to compete, and we got to go take it. I think we're a better team as far as, like, on paper, but ultimately we got to play better as a team. I think the – I guess the shock of the two weeks, you know, Frost being let go, then Shenander mm-hmm. – the bye week came as a good time. to practice, I think, two or three times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gave them some time to kind of decompress. Now we're back to it. Now it's kind of like a way of life. It's, you know, really, it's a, I can equate it to being in the NFL and there's a surprise cut or a coach gets – I've had coaches getting fired in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. GMs getting fired in the middle of the season, even when we were winning. Just a difference of the personality or philosophies, and it happens all the time. It, you know, the first week or two, especially the first couple of days in the NFL, it's a big conversation piece. But after that, you know, you got to go play football because ultimately every decision that's been made up to this point, right, wrong, or indifferent, you won't know until we know, um, has been made for the betterment of the kids in the university. So the the powers that be have made that, and they made that clear. So they're trying to give these guys the, the best chance in you know, the next eight games to have a good experience. Now, the experience can turn to excellent, if you put the work in Monday through Friday or whatever, um, you know, as far as when you practice and prepare for every game, you, you control you, that.
1: You mentioned a thing several times, toughness. Yeah. Can you recruit toughness?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, toughness is, is –
1: But like you want, yeah, we you talked want about tough courage. players. We thought,
2: yeah, I talked about courage the other day. I think toughness is – first of all, you got to love football. I mean, you can't, you, can't, you can't fake football.
1: Well, but there's, there's so some divas tuff, that, that, that love football. They just don't love the physical part of right.
2: football. Right, but we're talking about in the front seven and okay. all that stuff. And okay. that's what You know, that's kind of like where everybody turns their wheelhouse as far as toughness. Okay. I think you can develop it. I think you can um, bring it out of people. And I think guys generally have it. In. I think if anybody that plays football, you're tough. Okay. Um, I don't think anybody's weak that, that doesn't play football. I think it's going out and playing tough. For longer than somebody else is is what's been missing, and not being afraid of the challenge. You know, it's like, like I said earlier in the week, you don't want to be the front runner, the front runners, where you're out jumping around when stuff is easy, and you know your, you know team rolled over, you, you know, or they beat themselves. Sometimes you got to go beat them, and then they'll roll over. And so in, instead of waiting for it, go take it, and it's not anything that you can't do. And so. How do you get that confidence? I think the confidence comes from showing up to practice and practicing like it's a game. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: With the mindset, like it's a game. Yeah, you're gonna make mistakes, right? That I mean that's essentially what practice is for. Mm-hmm. But your intentions and everything you're doing once you step on that field, I I would like to know and, and somebody tell me, and maybe this is you know, probably maybe some of the problems from before, is Tell me the difference, okay, besides the obvious. Mm-hmm. What's different when you're practicing versus when you're playing in the game? Because if, I'm, because if I'm checking a receiver in practice, why wouldn't I try to stop him from catching a ball in practice and then turn in the game and act like it's going to be something different? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm taking on a lineman, you don't ever underestimate your opponent. I mean, heck, you know, Dominic Rayola – didn't come in starting as a true freshman. He was a rotational player. Then he obviously ended up starting in the middle of the season. But there was a few times he was on the – him and Russ Holkstein was down on the, the – you know, giving us a look. So if I come out there half-stepping against them, I'm going to get embarrassed. So you never underestimate your opponent on the practice field. Therefore, you won't do it on the on uh, on the on the game field. So I think if you change that mentality, and that's sometimes a personal choice, it could, it's definitely, gonna, it's definitely has been articulated from Mickey, I assume, and other coaches. And – you know, you got to embrace it. Don't fight it, because at some point in time, it's got to be like a aha moment where you're like, okay, look, us as a group, what we've been doing up to this point, even though we thought we were doing the right thing, it has not worked. So let's just try it the other way. You know, and I here's a funny story: is uh, uh, Tom Olavidotti, uh he was my linebacker coach, and he'd always, when we'd make a mistake, he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like Jay Foreman, how'd that work out for you, <laughs> and be, right. And before I could answer, even though I know I made the mistake, mm-hmm. he'd be like, not too good, huh? What are you going to do next time? So, essentially, all you got to do is just take, be open to it because it's not going to hurt you. It's not like we're – or not we, but it's not like the coaches are saying, hey, man, let's, let's run this defense so we just get obliterated.
1: Well, that's the, that's the, the coaching mindset and the, and the constant verbiage is, tell me what day we practice this thing that you're doing. Right. Like, it's a constant. Like, listen, we didn't work on that. So, right. where does it come from? And why do you do it? A couple of shout-outs. We do want to shout-out Jeremy, Texas Jeremy, uh, down in Decatur, Texas, uh, listening and doing his thing. There's a way to get this right. There is a way to get this right. The first thing that applies is between now and Saturday, 630, the entire focus is on Indiana. Indiana. There's nothing
2: else more important, um, and there's really nothing else to focus on. I mean, at the end of the day –
1: well, that's why I don't you know, like all the other conversation about uh, potential coaches and different coordinators around the space, um, different players who aren't playing, like the, the the Fedoni conversations and that sort of stuff. With well, those, no, 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 you go with what you have, and you focus, and you you can't say we did everything we could to beat Indiana when Indiana's not the focus.
2: Right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know who, if any players are focused on that. I think a lot of Maybe people covering or trying to, you know, obviously. Well, if you so you're trying to
1: draw clicks and that sort of nonsense. Or get but that, every angle to it. Me, but that I makes think, me mad. Like, stop. You know,
2: um, but I think as long as they're focusing on Indiana, because they, they should know Indiana's focusing on them, and, you know, welcome the challenge. You know, Indiana's known as a team that's going to be tough. They play like a high-risk, high-reward type of defense. You know, they're going to try to com- compete. So, you know, instead of thinking like, oh, man, Indiana's going to come in here and do that, just say bring it bring bring your best game well, because, I mean, because it's,
1: it's it's you hate to use those two words winnable game
2: well every game is a winnable game if you go out there and handle your business and here's what the mindset I would be trying to preach to players is I want you I want to I want you at your best cuz when I beat you at your best that means mentally I have an advantage of you from here going on out I don't because you know if you get on the you know it's like if you get on the bus and you know there's like three Calls that were factual wrong, or and say you had like six fumbles or something like that, and you essentially beat yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's different than saying, you know what, we played pretty good, but those boys are good, man. Like, they that Nebraska team they beat us, man. They straight up they just beat us, and and so you know, you gotta, you know, you're I mean,
1: nicer than tonight. What do you mean? Because I don't care whether you're at your best or not, my job I mean, is to win. No, well, no, that's not, no, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, on, you're missing my point. Yeah.
2: I love the big games. I love, I want, the, I, I like the competition, Yeah. but I'm thinking about it differently. You bring me your best and I still dominate you. That right. means I stepped right on your throat and you can't breathe no more. Yeah. Right. So I don't want no excuses. So when you see me, I'm not, when if I'm walking down, if I'm Nebraska walking down the hallway and I beat and we beat Indiana at their best? Indiana's moving out the way. And you can look them
1: dead square in the eye.
2: Exactly. And keep it moving.
1: Well, and and I think that's the big opportunity, right, that we know offensively Indiana has has some things yeah. that will create uh, duress and friction if, on, if on you let it, night. But
2: I think, if, I think their concepts are very – I wouldn't say easy to kind of – I think it, here's what people need to understand. I always talk about the Buffalo Bills because we're watching them on here on TV, is that when a team throws that many times mm-hmm. – there's not, if the team, say Buffalo threw it 60 times, they didn't run 60 plays. Right. You know, generally you're going to get six to eight running plays dressed up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And at the most 10 to 12 passing plays along with a couple, you know, one, expect one or two trick shots that's going to test your principles and then the screen game. So you got to see what they do well and see who they're trying to get the ball to and then focus in on that. So they're they're. They're, you know, Nebraska needs to be tied in to when the guy's in motion versus versus short and long motion, whether it's across the line of scrimmage or they got three receivers to the boundary, the guy moving generally is going to get the ball, right? Because conceptually, the widest guy, when, when, when the ball's on, say, the left hash, right, or even closer to the boundary, the widest guy on the right side essentially is eliminated from the route because he's so – that's a long – that's a, a damn throw. That's, yeah, a t- throw. that's a long throw. So that doesn't mean you don't guard him because if he is, if you don't guard him, they're going to be able to throw the bomb. But at the end of the day, when you're starting to play defense and start to understand concepts, then we talk, Then Sean Callahan was talked about, like, the communication gets a little bit faster. Then you start to play faster. Then you can start playing together. And I think once they start to get that and, and, and really in, in, invest themselves into it um, – you know, it, then you'll see it because, you know, really, to be honest with you, when you really believe in something and you put your and you really like put your heart into it, you're not looking for any excuses because you feel so personally obligated to it. You're going to figure it
1: out. Well, there seems to be, you know what I'm saying? Th- there seems like to when be you some believe
2: th- in something, you like well, you know, when you, when people but that say, doesn't exist when, in what, this
1: space currently, currently, you, what you mean that
2: you got, you got to say it with your chest out, you know what I mean? So, well, we, <laughs> I mean, if, We've asked, right? Right, but I'm saying, if I, all right, man, if I'm if I'm coaching a position, Mm -hmm. that's how we rolling. You come if you're with Coach Foreman, that's just how we're gonna. That's how we do things. Yeah, I'm gonna take care of your body. I'm gonna make sure your mind is right. But when we step out there, we about this business about handling playing football. We only got 12 games. We only got eight more. You know, after Saturday night, is 7. And you got
1: one more. This is, your, this is your resume. This is it. This is your interview. This and is it your job you know, application.
2: And you're not going on the milk carton if you miss a tackle this or something like that.
1: This is it. You, you may know. go to the back of the depth chart, but you have an opportunity. Everybody has an opportunity to be successful Saturday.
2: Right. But Everybody. You, but, you, but you don't want kids to play in fear of never playing again. No, no. You what, want but, them but, to
1: play to accomplish, but to achieve. I,
2: But what you want is to have the healthy fear of – if you didn't prepare correctly mm-hmm. and it shows up on Saturday consistently, then you will be consistently a quasi-assistant coach standing right next to me. <laughs> so, right? So I will yeah, be yeah. coach, whatever. Hey, right, man, right. Hey, You got that call? Tell it. Right. So Tell at it. the end of the day, that's what you need to do. Yeah. So I think – look, man, I think, uh, you know, Mickey's, Mickey's going to do a good job of getting these guys their, mind, their minds right. I think they have uh, – like I said, the, they have a quarterback – well, at the time, two running backs, but one running back, you know, that can tote the pill.
1: Well, they get two. two. Gabe Irvin. Well, I don't yeah, don't think but I'm, just saying, no back. I'm saying, look,
2: hmm. at, yeah, exactly. The goal to Gabe Irvin as your number two. Yeah. That's not, but I'm saying you had two guys playing at a high level in the running back room, two or three receivers, especially with Trey Palmer, and then a couple other ones that are, you know, you saw Washington, then you saw Alante Brown. You even see a little bit Omar Manning. IGC, you need mm-hmm. him back, mm-hmm. and then if you get Baby Gronk back, and then the other reps that uh, everybody else got. Then you feel okay, like nothing's changed. That didn't go with the head coach, right? right? And then defensively, you've seen at times that they they had, you know, opportunities to make plays. They didn't. Now, a lot of the things that they messed up on is is, is self inflicted. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if you could get out of your own way, will you be the Georgia defense of last year? No. But will you be better? than the version that you put on the field. And you know what even it's not even about better number wise, because that's what everybody goes to. Let's look at the numbers. Can you be consistent? Can you be consistent? Can you be consistent enough to know that we are going to do a better job on third down just by simply being aligned correctly when the ball snapped, mm-hmm. communicate effectively both pre snapped and kind of during, during the play, mm-hmm. and then we are going to have the right play entry so we can tackle better. And once you do that, you know then you can really start you can start to swallow the results and find a different way to get better at that but you can't go from 0 to 100 without doing the stuff in between so if they embrace the small things it'll lead to big things and then they'll just be like man this is actually how you play defense it gets it, you know right now it seems like it's too hard because everybody's in, everybody was in panic mode now they have hopefully eliminated that now they're going to be ready to go
1: running blocking tackling like just do do that do that, and then we can Somebody just go down
2: free. there and knock somebody's head smooth off. Well, it
1: just, it's Indiana, for goodness sake. Like, oh, yeah, like, like, just like, run
2: down there on kickoff. Yeah. All right. Even so, if it goes through the end zone, just blow somebody up out the frame.
1: Jay Foreman, just stand on the sideline at the 20-yard line and yell First hit. First hit. Somebody, I
2: wish, I wish we could do like Luke Skywalker used to do. Say, "Man, I got five hundred dollars on the quarterback."
1: <laughs> you, yeah, we can't do. We can't do boundary. <laughs> hey, we can't do boundary bowl yeah, Right? Can, boundary can't. gate. Yeah, yeah, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah, we, we can, can give that. you some sweet corn. How about uh, that? we, you know, nil deal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Jay, uh, I'm gonna hand it over to Jay, uh, Jay Jake Sorensen. I'm gonna head back to the oh, studio. Get oh, ready. Oh man, are you serious? It's I, I gotta already? give. It, I gotta give it to you. Well, I gotta get back. I've got. I've got a special guest back at six o'clock. When Dr. Oh, when, right. when Dr. Tom Osborne you got says all he's coming to, guests, this, man. You when had, he said he, we, yeah, you had Fat
2: Five Freddy in there the other day, yeah, yesterday,
1: yeah, that was a good interview. It was good. That was a good conversation with, with, with Fred Hoiberg. Good stuff. He and Sam were exceptional. So, all right, that'll be it for me. Jay Foreman will carry it and hold it down uh, once we come back to Old School.
0: Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish
0: Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese,
2: that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time